Podcast, your home for sports, news, pop culture, tech, and the obscure. And of course, your host, Michael Meyer. And it all starts now. Welcome to the MVZ Podcast. Live from the garage. Cave. Lighting not quite on fleek still these days. Had to retape my LED lights to the, the wall. Uh, gorilla two-sided tape that I can't peel one of the sides off. So I actually have to roll it like regular old duct tape. So it's not a whole lot of benefit there. But the NFL's back. Ish. Ish. I'm so stoked for Saturday. 
to watch the Steelers. I know. Like, I'm going to watch the first play and be like, yep, this is net. <laughs> like, every – this is the most excited for preseason I've been because it's the first year and forever that I've not known who my quarterback is going to be week one. It's, it's going to be Mitch. I'm feeling more and more confident it's going to be Mitch. I mean, but, I don't, is it? Because all week there hasn't been a clear-cut winner. One day – it was Mitch lighting it up, well, then Pickett yesterday, or well, day before yesterday. Pickett's had the best week this week overall. And uh, yesterday it was uh, not Duck Hodges. Just got, got his ass beat by his Rudolph. own helmet. Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph. You know what? Can't, he can't start. If you get hit by your own helmet from another player, like you get no respect. Like you're, you know, The thing is, if... And you know what We've you got with him. We've done that. Yeah. That's my thing is we had a season where he started, and it was awful. So, like, it's not going to work. So, at that point, if you don't think Pick is ready, you start Trubisky. At least they're very similar in size and, like, athleticism and all that. So, you can try out the offense of Matt Canada this year. It's only the second year of Matt Canada's offense. Just try it because you didn't get to see it with Ben. Ben's not doing a lot of play-action bootlegs. Yeah, you only got to see a portion of it. Yeah, so. so to me, I'm like, at least test that because worst-case scenario, you don't think Pickett's ready. You want to start him next year. And you had Rudolph start this year, and it's like, okay, so now we still don't know if this offense is good, and then maybe Pickett looks okay, but the offense looks crappy or choppy. And he wastes two years of Pickett instead of just one. That's true. I uh, Obviously, I hope Pickett just... You just want to watch that the rookie. Job. You just you want to watch the rookie game. No, I, I want I want him to win because you want him to earn it, but you want him to win it. Yeah, because he's the one who hasn't had any NFL experience yet. So if he's going, if anyone in that locker room right now is going to be an elite Hall of Fame level quarterback, it's him. What if scheme means more than you think? And the reason the no, Mitch- if, if if Mitch is awesome, cool. I win either way. Don't get me wrong. I would love, I would love for Trubisky to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying in my head, it's more likely that Pickett is the elite of the elite than Trubisky at this point. And if that's the case, he better win early because if if he's the elite elite, he probably isn't going to not play for a year. You know what I mean? Like if he's a super awesome talent. That's fair. And, and a lot of times people people want to point to, well, Aaron Rodgers sat, you know. Um, Everyone likes to throw the Patrick exception. Patrick Mahomes sat. I'm like, okay, yes. But Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. <laughs> a little he different. Sat behind a Hall of Famer, right. Um, and Patrick Mahomes was a little raw coming out of college, I said. But then also he sat behind it, Alex Smith and a team that went 14-2. and two. It wasn't like who Alex Smith was in MVP discussions. He threw for over four thousand yards and had yeah. over like and he was touchdowns. he wasn't the game breaker that like Mahomes is, but they were a good team. Just up, just because, and you don't know, just because Mahomes lit it up in practice didn't mean that would translate to being the right. guy. Well, I mean, he obviously did enough to where they felt good to trade Alex Smith before the next season. Yeah, but you don't know that going into it. Yeah, but but the thing is like. To me, that's the difference. It's like they already had an, an incumbent. They already had a guy who knew the system, was winning games. It's different when you're draded, drafted last to where, like, because that's what people keep pointing to. They're like, oh, there's only been three quarterbacks that were taken after the 16th pick or whatever who started week one. It was like Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, 
and someone else. And I'm like, okay, but most of these teams that are picking in the latter half aren't bad teams that already have a quarterback. Right. That's the difference. Is it's not that Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's the amount not, of times it happens is so much lower. Yeah, to where like Pittsburgh, like if you're taking a quarterback first overall, it's probably because you don't have one, <laughs> and you're like he's starting right away. To where like the Steelers, we don't have any. Like Trubisky's not the only guy who's had reps with our team is Rudolph, and he's not it. So, I mean, that's the that's the biggest difference in this scenario is. He's fighting with another guy who also hasn't played for this team. It'd be different if we drafted him last year and Ben was still here. Even though Ben's not good, it's like, it's easy to be like, step behind the Hall of Famer. Like, even though he's not good anymore, like, we're not going to bench him for you necessarily unless we, like, have to. You really think that Ben would have been a decent human to his incumbent? I I have no idea. Probably not. Could have ruined him. He was nice, Rudolph. <laughs> that yeah. tells you anything. Because he sucked. He, he did not feel threatened by him. That's a big difference then. Yeah. And, and Ben might if he literally thought. Like if Ben thought, this is my last year, then I think he would. If he believed in his own. If he believed this is it. To where he was forced out. Ben wanted to be the quarterback this season. And the Steelers said, no. <laughs> He's openly said that. On Pittsburgh radio now. He said, I mean, the company goes, yeah, uh, Mike Tomlin didn't really want me, and Kevin Colbert definitely didn't want me. Why is Mac Jones even dressed on the sidelines? He didn't play. I don't know. You just want to feel. Is this just what you do? Uh, oh, that's a beautiful throw. Uh, I think that was on the wideout. I think it was a bad read. Um, speaking of your Steelers. A lot of Twitter talk of a trade mm. between our teams. Between our teams, and uh, I don't. Hmm. So Roquan holding out, holding <laughs> holding in. Sorry, twenty twenty two. Walt culture, hold in, not hold out. Well, there's a difference in holding in, and holding out. Yeah, yeah, fifty thousand dollar fine. Well, the hold out, you're not there. Right. The hold in, you're standing off because when he's the there. Team. They can't find him. And, well, at least before. I don't. I think if the rule changes the week of a game. They can find him now. They can find him now because they removed him from the pup list. But I think when he's there before, for whatever reason, they, weren't, they were doing it to preserve and not find him when he was there. But, like, he openly requested a trade, sent a note through Ian Rappaport, I don't know. I don't even know whose side I'm on in this. I don't think, in a, in a, I, it's not right or wrong. I understand he wants a contract. I also understand every business is cutthroat when it comes time for negotiations. My hardest part is <clears throat> I usually side with the team when it's not your first contract. I have a harder time where, like, he's playing on his fifth year option. Football is such a brutal game. What if what if he gets Shazeered this season? Like, it, I think the Shazier thing really scared a lot of people. Like, Deont- that's what Deontay said with his hold-in. Which, by the way, he his negotiation lasted all of, like, two hours. So, 
you're the on the player's side to negotiate the second one for a contract that he's already signed and agreed to made by the NFLPA. So his association that speaks on his behalf chose yeah. to have a fifth-year option for first-round picks. No, I get it. I just so think it's hard. It is hard. They, they, should, they just need to do what baseball does. The service time? The ar- no, the independent arbitrator. The arbitration for, like, your fifth well, year option. Well, it seems like the arbitrators always side with the teams anyway. Somewhat. Like, they didn't with Judge. I mean, they did and they didn't. The, they agreed on, like, $22 million, which is less than what Judge is worth in baseball money. But it's a lot for But it's a lot more than, like, he would have made otherwise. Like, you know, if he was a but if he was on his rookie deal, he made, like, 500000 yeah, but it would have like 500000 Instead, he made $22 million. So, like, there's wiggle room. Like, with him, if instead of his fifth-year option being $8 million, which it probably is, they could tell him, you have to pay him thirteen this year. The reason I say it's eight is because I know Devin Bush is fifth-year options, $8 million, and it's around the same time. And Devin Bush was a high pick. But my, my biggest – the biggest position they need to fix – Above all others, so it's ten million. He's making nine point seven three five million this year. Yeah, I I do get the the fear of like you're on the last year of your deal. Like, if you break but yourself, it's your deal that you signed. No, I I get that, but you don't have a choice. They said when you get drafted, you're signing with the Bears for whatever they'll give you. That's the hard part. Is it? It's. It's one thing if you can go out of college and sign with whoever for whatever. So, but you're talking, so he's forced to sign with the Bears. But then you can't use that pity patty card and say, well, I didn't talk to the owner and they could fix this because I want to be a Bear for life. You can't play. No, I, I agree with that. I was just talking about fixing the, the contract thing as a whole because it is hard in sports when you get drafted by a team and, like, you're, you're signing. Like, for you and me, you sign, if you sign a nursing contract, you don't, they don't tell you you have to work for them. Or you're a nurse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a big thing. And then they're basically like, yeah, cool. They can only, you're, they get you for five years, and you can only make up to this. I mean, I, the reason they did it was because Jamarcus Russell broke everything. Because he yeah. got paid like a star, a superstar, and then was terrible and broke the Raiders for a decade. So that's why they, that's why they fixed it. But, and then, but they need to fix it for like rookie running backs. Running backs get screwed. They should be, they because should be they get a the whole fit. separate thing. Just like there should be a, I think there should be a quarterback salary cap. And there should well, be like a running back. The problem of, is because you get five years. If you do your fifth year option, you're running back. You're, you're 22, we'll say. 21 or 22, right? When you get out are, of college. Are there running backs taken in the first round really anymore? Brees Hall? When was he taken? 26 20 something. I mean, it happens. Yeah. I mean, last year you had ETN and Najee. Yeah, that's so you get, you get the fifth year round option for these guys, right? Like the part that sucks is like, so you're on your fifth year option. You get drafted at 21 or 22. Now you're 26 or 27. You tag them. Now they're 27, 28. You do the second tag where you pay them a bunch of money. Now they're 28 or 29. You go peace. <laughs> I don't want a 28 or 29 yard running back for a contract for more than like a season or two. That's what sucks. So they, they end up making good money. They end up making what they're worth for like one season. I think the Panthers. So like, when you talk about that money, when was he taking? His twenty fourth overall, Najee Harris. Okay. Signing bonus seven million dollars. 
Yeah, but just dispersed over his contract, length of his contract. His money guaranteed at signing that he's at least going to get as as the in four years is thirteen million. Total guarantees is thirteen million dollars. Okay. So every penny of his contract is guaranteed. Who can't survive on thirteen million dollars? No, I get you. I get that argument, obviously, too. But I'm just saying the part that's the part that's unfortunate for running backs is, like I said, you can do their fifth year option, tag them twice, and then they're 28, 29 years old, and you just basically say, "Good luck finding a contract at that age that's worth anything." It's going to be worth more than they'll do get anywhere else on the planet. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying that that is the. It's just a win. If you talk about franchise tagging, they have you're no getting the best. Doing it for QBs. But I'm saying that they, they, if a running back could be Tom Brady for 20 fucking years, they would make that money. Right, but I would say like the other positions make the money. I'm saying it sucks for running backs because like Le'Veon is a perfect example. Pittsburgh, he's, a, he's a reason that it's the way it is now. Recycle them; they're done because you right. ruined it. Your contract is so bad. We fired the GM who signed you. That but I'm the part that sucks for him though is like. He got the fifth year option. Pittsburgh tagged him. He made twelve million that year. They tagged him again. He made sixteen, which is a lot of money. And then he was like twenty eight to twenty nine. It's like at that point, like you have nothing left at that position. So you never get the chance I don't to think get that, the big I don't contracts. Think that he had didn't have anything left. He went to a scheme that was completely different. I bet he would have succeeded in Pittsburgh with the contract if they would have signed him. Maybe which Pittsburgh tried to, and he didn't want it. He right. wanted to make a lot, a he, lot of money. He messed up. Now, the biggest issue, I think, with this deal, and I'm really conflicted, Roquan wants to be the highest paid linebacker in the league. Naturally, everyone, the most recent signing is always the biggest signing. Yep. The problem is the actual best at the position just signed his contract, Darius Leonard. He's the best weak side linebacker in the NFL. He just signed his. You're not going to get paid more than Darius Leonard. You're not better than him. He just signed his. The I know that one of Roquan's biggest gripes was the way his contract was structured. Super backloaded so they could cut him. And like if he's not good anymore, they can basically cut him and get off a lot of that money. And then in ways that they... His contract is structured that only quarterbacks' contracts are structured that way, and he was like, I'm not want to do that. So I think I think there's give and take to both teams. I think that the Bears are like, we'll give you $17 million, but you're going to have to earn it throughout the contract, basically. Like, you better still be good year five, or we'll, we'll cut our losses. I think a lot of conversations happened because he doesn't have an agent. Mm-hmm. He had to hear things that a player shouldn't have to hear because – the team's job is to save money. Yep. And his job That's is to want money. That's feelings are hurt. Right. And then, it's like, we can't go here and suck your dick and tell you things that you want to hear while trying to save money. Mm-hmm. So, like, so they probably were telling him, like, because he's probably was like, I want to be the highest paid. And they were probably like, fine, we'll pay you $17 million a year, but we're going to backload it. We're going to make it to where if you're not good in five years, we can get off your contract and pay you $4 million and you can go bye-bye. Right. Like, we're not going to pay you $17 million for you to suck. We're not going to get fully guaranteed on this. Like, we're going to backload it heavily, and you're going to have to be worth it at the end. And he's like, well, I don't want to do that. That's uncool. And, that, and then we'll pay you less. That's, I mean, that, that's, my, that's my analysis of this, how the situation's yeah, going. Is the Bears are willing to pay him a bunch of money. That's business. But backloading it to basically being like, be worth it at the end of the contract if you're going to make all that. Yeah, if we're going to pay you $100 million, 
you have to be worth it through the duration of the contract. That's for baseball. Not that's for if you go to no salary cap like baseball, you can't do that. Players just have the power, and someone's going to give them fully guaranteed. That, that's why quarterbacks are kind of broken right now. Yeah, Sean right. Watson just got two hundred thirty million fully guaranteed. Boy, it sounds like he ain't playing this year either. Yeah, but I guess I I think that position's broken at this point. I don't know what you do. Uh, yeah, I think you kind of have to make a separate pool or something. I don't like I, you have to do you have to do what the NBA does. You have to do where super maxes just for quarterbacks where like, it's like it, you could pay your quarterback basically whatever. If you are the team that drafted him or traded for him, you know, before his contract. But then other than that, like it's, it's 30, 30 million max or something or 40 million max is what to where like, if you leave teams, 40 million is the most I can give you your team that drafted you could give you. 50, or 50, but it only counts as 40 on your on the cap. That's the only thing they could do because it's just getting more and more ridiculous. It's getting to the point where, like, is Pittsburgh going to be a Super Bowl contender in two years because everyone's paying their quarterback $50 million and we're just not? And we keep doing these short two-year deals on, like, defensive players. Like we got Miles Jack on a two-year deal. Like, you could build an awesome team around an okay guy, quarterback. Like but, Trubisky. You know, I don't think he's bad. The thing is, a good, de- a good offense beats a good defense. Right, but if you have an elite defense and an elite offensive line and an okay QB, you could beat good teams. When's the last time an elite defense beat Denver with Peyton? That so was that long ago. Eight years ago. Seven. That long ago. I'm saying that's not like in the scheme of things. It's not that long years, ago. Six years. Yeah, like six years ago isn't that long ago. That's a. I mean, in NFL terms, it is. You just said it. Running back's only going to make it through one contract, right? I mean, in a player's life, but in the length of the NFL, because right before then you had the you had the uh, the uh, Seahawks winning. For a while, everyone was talking about how the only way you're going to win is if you have a a quarterback on their rookie, rookie deal. deal. That was a big talk for a long time. And the Ram the Rams are the one the reason for that talk. They can do all this and this, and then they paid all that money to Goff, and then they just dumped him and took on a superstar, had another huge contract, and they won. And Tom Brady, he won. Yeah, Tom Brady won some mega deal. And that's the thing. So, like, that clearly didn't hold up. I just think that there's not a... The Chiefs are still good. There's not a system like that. But I'm saying, like, if it gets to a point where the quarterback contracts get too outrageous... We're working our way there. The issue becomes... The part that's really interesting is, like, in four years, Patrick Mahomes is going to be a steal. They're going to be getting him for $45 a year. That's what they're paying him with life of his contract. Next, Pretty like I think it, next year, Brady um, Rodgers is like fifty-two. Well, I'm saying in four years from now, Mahomes is going to be what the twelfth highest-paid quarterback in football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he's going to be the best. So that's the thing is that's where I thought it was smart with the Chiefs dead. I think he also got locked in with some uh, Kansas City Royals ownership shit. I don't know, but I think it was super smart of the Chiefs to go ten years. Yeah, lock him in. We're it, doing it, and we're basically we're not doing this again because one, they never have to do the Aaron Rodgers mumbo jumbo. And you know another, they have to sit there and bicker. And do we know? Years. That, and we draft a quarterback, and it's going to create more rifts and talk about trading. You know they never they don't have to do with that. And then also, like I said, they locked him in for that price, and, and he's the safest person ever to yeah, do that too. He's, he's already won a Super Bowl. Like, he's already, does he have an MVP already? Did he win MVP? He had to have. The year he threw 50 touchdowns, he had to have. I hope so. 
But anyway, he's earned it. So he's, he's he's so good that he's like kind of the exception. It's kind of hard to say. It's like Mike Trout. Okay, like, or, or like Shohei, oh, or they pay Shohei here shortly, wherever he gets paid. There's you can't lose on a guy like that. That's the difference. That's a generational talent. Right? Thing about Shohei is it's like okay, so he's only a hitter. He's still an all star. Oh, he's only a pitcher now. He's still like he doesn't matter if he can't do one eventually. He can still do the other. I was just watching highlights on Shohei. They're showing how he uh, hit the ball through the stadium roof. It was on Twitter, and everyone's retweeting it. But I saw the same video like 15 times. Not too off topic, but did you see the the viral uh, Juan Soto thing that happened? It happened? No, I saw how much they've sucked since they, the Padres oh. got him. He was he was on bat. He was on base, and the catcher said. Um, the catcher said, what's your plan against this pitcher or whatever? Soto hits at 460 feet in the stairs, and he turns around and goes, that was my plan. <laughs> Just so cocky, but also like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I'm going to fight you on that. Good job. Good plan. <laughs> that, that was a good plan, sir. Agreed. But Just I, how he wrote it up. But the, the part I have a hard time with is because I know my cousin always talks about like with Kyler Murray. With the, their contract dispute, and he was like, you, you can't sign him. And I'm just kind of like, or what? <laughs> like, that's the hard part is, like, you get Kyler Murray, who he wants to get he, – he got paid, what, like the second or third most of quarterbacks? His contract value? He just got paid, Kyler. Yeah, it's uh, – I think he's fourth in average annual value. Fourth. So, the thing is, like – he might not be the fourth best quarterback, but he's top 10. And the other hard part is it's like the part that I get after is like everyone always was appointed to the Joe Flacco contract to the Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, the misses, right? It, it, the people who you kind of missed on those. They got paid a bunch. And, I think they just rewarded Flacco. Yeah. But like I said, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, you paid him so much money and they really went that great. Or Andy Dalton. Here's my thing. How much worse would those teams have been if they would have had Duck Hodges? <laughs> or, you know. Andy Dalton's an unfair. Because I don't think there is a whole lot of difference between Dalton and Dak. No. And that's the thing. It's like, that's the thing. A people, great team around a 15th best quarterback is a top five looking quarterback. Right. And that's the thing about like Flacco. Was he was bad. Like, that was a bad contract. But the hard part is, I'm like, they went 8 and 8 to 11 and 5. For like every year of his contract, and he had a almost t- a perfect playoff run. They they did the same thing with Stafford. People said he was overpaid when he was on the Lions, as they continued to go like six and ten to like eight and eight. But I'm like, yeah, without him, they're like two and fourteen. <laughs> like the thing you realize is like he, you're saying they're stuck mediocre, but if they have a bad quarterback, they're bad, bad. The, the, because there's not a true formula. Like that's no. where you talk about a GM, like. Right, so they're 8-8. Eight and eight. So they're picking 12th and 15th. So they don't get the generational tackle. But they don't need the general generational quarterback because they have one. Do b- spend more money in your scouting department, in your general manager, and build your fucking team. Well, I mean, look. Steals are had throughout. Look at the teams that have been good consistently. They all do it differently. Like, yeah, the Steelers it, have been good for a long time. Pendulum. And the Steelers have done it with... I mean, even before Ben, the Sewers are relevant with Neil O'Donnell and Cordell. Like, the Sewers are done it through. Oh, yeah, Cordell Stewart slash. They, back in the, they day. Dra- the Steelers went through it. We draft our players. Damn, we Mads. pay our players who are worth the money. That's what Pittsburgh's done. 
and then we just kind of we don't do a lot of free. They have haven't historically done a lot of free agency. They basically pay their good players and they draft correctly. Then you have players like New, our team like New England, who and and the Sewers go linebackers and defense. No, you know what speaks to me most important. Patriots. What's weird? Tom Brady gave a hometown discount for ten years. Mm-hmm. How did they not have a stacked fucking team? As here's they did, and here's the the way they do it differently. So Pittsburgh went, they go defense, and then like offensive superstars. Like we, got, you know, we were trying to like who, who, who are the offensive superstars? I was talking about the Sewers. Oh yeah, I said the Sewers. That's their strategies. We have an alpha receiver, a run, a three down running back, and a good defense. Like that's the way we build our team. The Patriots spent their money on O line, which you don't know those names, but they would pay them, and then they would pay a lockdown corner, one. Yeah, one, one veteran, yeah. One lockdown quarter who they didn't even draft. They wouldn't even play, mess with that. They'd just get a guy. <laughs> they'd pay yeah, him. That was a good, like, six, seven years, yeah, yeah, like when they had a, They just kept renting them. They had McCourty, I remember. Revis. They had Revis. Um, who was the most recent one? Akeem Tlaib. Stephon Gilmore. Like they, they, Gil- they, they, well, they, they drafted Gilmore. They had him for four he years. Was, he was a bill. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, they're smart. But anyway, so... But the, what they, they took Lawyer Malloy from the did, Bills. Is they didn't pay offense because no, they, they drafted Lawyer Malloy. That was their big. They big didn't. Um, but they tr- they signed Rodney Harrison, and they yep. got rid of Malloy and got rid of Malloy Rodney. But so the thing so like they do that, and then what they do that is kind of interesting is they didn't pay their weapons. They basically were like, we have Tom, and he can make any offense work. And what they do is they pay, like. 18 defensive players between four and eight million dollars. So they're just so deep. So that's what made them so much better is they have like 15 players who are B level players <laughs> on deep. No they, huge glaring hole. Yeah. So then if someone got hurt, they just plugged another one in and they could rotate. And a good system. I mean, that, that's where I, I mean, talked about a good system. It's And that's how they did it different. It's like to where like a lot of teams like Pittsburgh, like even now, we're kind of on defense, we're superstar heavy. We have Hayward. Minka and why one of those guys gets hurt and like you're losing a chunk of your defense to where like the Patriots, they lose an outside linebacker. Like we have two more who are oh, a step the, below, but they're still good. Speaking of the line that the Patriots keep having, not this year, mm-hmm. they're going to be, I think Mac's going to be bad this year. They weren't good for a couple of years of the, of them, but that's where their money went. Their money went for the line. And then they just, like I said, just, I looked at their contracts one time to see how they do it. It's just like their defense, like 15, 16 guys get between 4 and $8 million. They just, they in their short contracts, they just signed free agents. That's what they kept doing. They would sign free agent defensive linemen who had two years left, and they'd sign them for two years, $8 million. Like, you want a ring? Like what the Bucks are doing now some, what, with some defensive players, and they got Sue and stuff, where you're just like, you want a ring? The Patriots have been doing that for a long time. Like, you're a veteran, you're smart. We're going to give you two years, $8 million for the last two years of your deal. And, and you only have someone you know, on anchor in that three technique with Vince Wilfork for just mm-hmm. you, the unsung heroes that just stay yep. there because they're there. They're that's, the, that's the thing I think that the Patriots do that's different. And then you have teams like, like the Packers have been good for a long time because they've had good quarterbacks. I don't. Th- <laughs> that's my only reasoning for why I think they're good because I don't understand what they're doing. Like the Patriots, I like get that system. The Steelers, I like get that system. The Colts, who, you know, were good for a long time with Peyton, they the just paid their offense. Are honestly, everyone. the Jaguars with the Hall of Famer. It makes no sense what they're doing. They're not paying receiver. Like they, they're not paying receivers. They're not paying. I think the Chiefs are being smart. 
They're doing well. I think trading Tyreek is really smart. Yeah. Once he loses his speed, and not, not he's always be fast. Once he loses the, I'm way, way, way faster than everyone else. Once you, yeah, once you lose well, Olympic qualifier speed. Will he still be as good? I don't know. And also, Mahomes is good enough. He's put up games without Tyreek Hill. Plenty. Did he, I, I saw a stat. Their, their winning percentage. is higher without him. Is the like, identical though? It's like sixty nine point eight without him and like sixty nine point five with him. It's basically like he doesn't make a difference almost. <laughs> like, and so like what they should do is keep drafting. Like they shouldn't pay if you're gonna, they're going to pay Kelsey, and they don't pay because he's harder to find than a fast receiver. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, They're, honestly, they they should they should trade two first round picks and get Kyle Pitts, and keep that because that system is Kyle Pitts perfect. Yep. Here's two first-rounders. Give us Kyle Pitts. Because Kelsey's 32 or 33 now. How scary is Mom's going to be if they figure out a running back, though? How, what? They have a running back. They, like, their they have running systems... Back. They have running backs. So their saying, system's not met as a running system. It's a zone-wide scheme. So, you just need speed and hands. But if they get someone who actually can do it for a season... I mean, Kenan did it for three games, but I'm... He's well, they not, had LeSean McCoy he's do fragile. It. Well, Andy Reid had LaShawn McCoy. Like, he wants LaShawn McCoy's. So he wants. Darren Sproles. He wants Darren Sproles. He wants a 28-year-old Darren Sproles in Kansas City. Uh, is Kamara locked up? He wants Kamara. Kamara's like Yo, post his bail for him. Kamara's a fit in heaven for that, that system. So Kareem Hunt is perfect for that system. They let him go because the, Cause of the uh, yeah. previous. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Healthy, a healthy CMC is. He fits anywhere at that point. I mean, so does Camaro though. When you're that good, you fit anywhere. Tariq Cohen would have been perfect. Yeah, Tariq Cohen would be good. Because they don't need it between the tackles runner. No. Uh, the new the Bears' new running back that drafted in the sixth round, uh, Tristan Ebner, would be actually be great in that system because he's five eleven. Scary thing though is that the, this Pacheco might be it. Might, might be. I mean, they literally just need a fast guy who can catch and pass block. And then they, they need can, someone who's not an idiot. I think if they can get a, I mean, they need uh, someone who's not just bad. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, because Clyde Edwards-Helaire has just been bad since mm-hmm. they've had him. That's been the problem. He's just been not good. I yeah. I don't think he, I think Ceh's biggest issue I think was intelligence. They said that he kept missing the shotgun pickups. On he, pass rush, like if you, you can't do that, you're protecting what a fifty million dollar man. Was that second year last year? Or was he a rookie? Yeah, this is that was his second. This is yeah. your three, right? I think you're right. It's got to be year three. Because Najee was rookie last year, yeah, and he wasn't the same. Man, Ceh is not the most popular Google. <laughs> or was it? I think he was a rookie last year. No, I. This got to be year three. Yep, it is. 2020, 2021, So, like, I remember his first game as a rookie. I was like, oh, man. They did it. They found Cream Hunt again. Speaking of Cream Hunt, though, do you see he wants out of Cleveland? Can you blame him? Can you blame him? Cleveland said, no. We've seen this before. With Baker, you know it's crazy. Like three been, months. Ago. I have heard Kareem Hunt's name. It feels like forever. He's not old. He's still is twenty seven. Yeah, 
He's still a kid. He just had a very eventful five years. Very eventful between teams, yeah. news. Yep. The thing about um, the Browns, when you look at it, what are they doing as an organization? Like, Baker wanted out. It's like they're destined to be a bad franchise. But within like within a year and a half, though, Baker wants out. Because they made him. They wanted Baker out. They kind of publicly made him leave. But Baker wanted out. Odell Beckham asked to leave. Like, forced his way out. Jarvis Landry forced his way out. So I don't think they respected Landry. No, but I was, I'm saying, like, so their top two receivers, their quarterback, and Kareem Hunt have all wanted to leave. Joe Hayden kind of forced his way out at the end. They're a bad organization. Well, what's there to do in Cleveland? It's not just that, though. What's there to do in Pittsburgh? I don't know. Yeah, apparently, they get really good food there. People just like the Roonies, man. Like, to where, like, I don't think people like the Browns owner. Haslam, Jimmy Haslam, don't think he's liked. Who's who's the general manager? I can't keep up with them. It's hard. It's hard. They they spin through those and coaches like nobody's. Just, that's the problem with them. I think I they've had too little no continuity. Like they've had, they don't give people as good of a leash as they should at times. Like they had so many head coaches for a while. It's like pick somebody, let them start a system and get players for said system. Especially when they, the next person they bring in completely changes the system. Uh, let's switch from a spread offense to a power. Uh, let's yeah. go from a four three to a three four. And it's because uh, I, think, I think that's what ownership thinks. I think ownership's like, okay, we had, we had Eric Mangini, who respects, like, veteran, smart defensive players, and we're going to run the football. That didn't work. We're going to now go to a guy who wants to air it out. We're getting young. <laughs> and it's like, no, you can't just redo that every year or two. Uh, the beginning of that downfall, the, the, was that the Mangini era that had uh, Manziel? Or is it the year after that? Manziel was awful draft pick. He was a third-round talent with a first-round price. But speaking of teams that are bad, though, and also do that, you, you with the Mansell thing you reminded me, is um, Nick Saban when he was the coach for the Dolphins. Who did they do? I guess he begged and begged and begged and begged and begged and was like, I need Drew Brees, I need Drew Brees, I need Drew Brees, Drew Brees is out there, he wants to play with us, I need him. And he was overruled, and they're like, no. With his shoulder, no. And he went to New Orleans instead. We might Nick Saban might not have went back to Alabama had he gotten Drew Brees. Could have rewritten the Miami history. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, and he said that he he in an interview like after they talked about that because that's your story and he said yeah and that's why I'll never go to the NFL again. He said right now I have final say of what player I want when I, I want him. He didn't have that there. He didn't have like the power that you know. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was just listening to the the Pivot podcast, and they were talking about that. And he said he won't go back without that GM. Yeah, without the Belichick thing, and he's burnt because of the Drew thing. Because apparently he he even said, "If it doesn't work, fire me." And, and they were like, "We're not doing that." Like uh, they, they 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 talked about how oh is is saving as big an asshole as do you think he's like no, he just wants control of everything. And if he doesn't control about it, it, he doesn't care about it. So people think he's an asshole because he doesn't care about stuff he's not in control of. So he seems so dismissive and an asshole. It's like, it's not. Everything works in Alabama because he controls every aspect of it. The only thing he doesn't mm-hmm. care about is who, who's, you know, who, who are they 
bringing in like as how many recruits they can bring in and little stuff like that. And he's like, he was a great coach, great motivator, just an awesome person all around. And he just wants to control every aspect of it. And can you blame him? Cause he's so good at it. Yeah. I mean, he won there. He won at Michigan state. He won at LSU. He's just good. And when you start having to do the NFL thing where you're controlling egos, that's where it and, might not be as great. And a lot of people said that he wasn't as good. But like I, he only coached for like a season or two. And like he, he I forget the, who the quarterback he had was, but it was so bad. And it's like, that's not a fair. Did he have Brock Osweiler? If you have a bad QB, like unless your rest of your team is good, I think it doesn't matter. Let's see here. Nick. Hey, Siri, when did Nick Saban coach the Dolphins? Here's an answer from Wikipedia. 2004. 2004. Hey, Siri, who was the Miami Dolphins quarterback in 2004? A.J. Feely. And Jay Fiedler and Sage Rosenfels. Yeah, that's not it, man. That's not it. What's <laughs> <laughs> 2005 looking Duck like? Duck Hodges. I'll tell you what, as far as backups go, uh, they're showing these highlights here of the Ravens game. Huntley is a good backup. Oh, he took it from 4 and 12, by the way, in 2004 to 9 and 7 the following season. So, probably second in the division. For the AFC yep, East? second. That was before the Bills were anything. And they had Gus Farad at QB. 9-7 with Gus Farad. Ronnie Brown, the running back. Oh, he had a good couple years, though, man. He was an anchor. Oh, four and oh five. Did, uh, was Ricky Williams there? Was he? In, was that when he was suspended? I'm trying to see who the other running back was. Ronnie Brown. Hey, Siri, when was Ricky Williams on the Miami Dolphins? That's not it. <laughs> That's not at all what you asked for. Yeah, Ricky Williams. That was when he was on suspension for the marijuana shit. I watched. Uh, oh, another. then he went six and ten in two thousand six. He was still the coach. Mm-hmm. Joey Harrington. Jesus. So he had no consistency. He wasn't even a good Lions quarterback, and they had him. Ugh. To win six games with Joey Harrington. That's not. That's not bad. And then fired. I'm fired. So four and twelve, nine and seven, six and ten, you're out of here. Yeah, and he you? had three different quarterbacks. And none of them. <laughs> he went AJ Feely, Gus Farrat, Joey Harrington. None of them were even top twenty quarterbacks. And and that's why I don't under. That's why I say that sometimes you need to be good at knowing when your coach is good. Coach isn't the problem. Like he went four and like from nine and seven to six and ten. They just see it as you lost three more games this year than you did last year. Irrelevant. Like, it was our division better? Do we have a tougher schedule? Was, Joey Harrington was a rookie also, by the way. So it was rookie Joey Harrington. And to me, that shows something. His best season was with Gus Farratt, who was 34 at the time. So the veteran that he can actually coach up is his best year. I mean, that makes a difference. That's probably one. That's probably why we wanted Drew Brees. Real bad. He was like, give me a veteran <laughs> that knows how to play football. And we'll win games. Yeah, like I said, it would have been interesting to see how different it would have been. I think he might still be the Miami Dolphins coach right now. Uh, what else? I, I think. So. Oh, we didn't talk about it last. Uh, we might have. We might have brought it up. Way off topic. 
We, t- we talked about Brittany Griner going to jail for nine years in Russia. Oh, yeah. I thought we were trading for her. I thought we were trading I, like I, that I, gun I stealer. So. The, a massive arms dealer. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he had a good nickname and everything. Like it was, it was literally the point where it was like, man, I want the, the Russians guy as the GM for my favorite NBA team. Because NBA is where the GM is most important as far as trades go. Um, quarterbacks. I sh- I sent you that one tweet. I haven't heard anything about it. That's got to be a Colin Kaepernick to the Browns for the one-year deal. That's not real. Yeah, that's what I figured. I, I just don't think it's real because that's the only thing. I- there was that tweet, and then it has a bajillion interactions, and then there's no other. No confirmations from, like, any true insider. Alice. Shit. Speaking of injuries. I can't imagine they'll do that because it's like, so they have Watson. So they've lost all of the love from the Democratic Party for quarterbacks. Why would you go, you know what? We don't want Republican fans either. We want everyone to hate us on all sides. If you can look past one, you're not looking past the other. We're getting Well, really, with the way the Trump raid just went down they might like Kaepernick now they're all anti-police defund the FBI no he didn't have a reason to do you don't remember this with Kaepernick about he was saved by white people because he was adopted he was adopted by two white parents so he was saved so the fact that he would say that police are racist is so incredibly awful because he was saved by the whites so to blame the whites yeah that was that's everywhere. A, that's not even a correlation. Like, there's no correlation there. No, the correlation is, is cops can't be racist because, like... Cops can't, can't be racist you, because you a white person complain, likes you. You can't complain about white people if white people saved you. That's what basically they were saying. Like, they're, they're like we should have just let them be raised by black people. Yeah. Cretans. Wh- what? Um, what? Like... But yeah, the, they're, now they're doing the, under, the upside down flag... Which I think is a uh, a violation of the UCMJ, the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Oh, I the, don't the, think you can hang a flag upside down with audit. So much stuff that we do. It, it says you're not allowed to use the flag on like products for sale, like in beer advertisements and stuff. I have bought a lot of cans over the, my lifetime that had a big old flag on the side. We can just pick and choose where we're going to enforce stuff. But you can't put it like you can't show sign of. Uh, not not mayhem. It's, like, it's, it's a sign of a state of emergency. Yeah, the half mass and stuff like that. But yeah, the upside down. Like well, yeah, half mass is for uh, death and sadness. But um, yeah, an upside down is a, the sign of distress. So you can't. That's, that's why I can't even get into politics. It's like just we're right, you're wrong, no matter what. <laughs> Whatever side you're on, it's just obnoxious. Injuries, man. I don't know if it's just because I'm paying more attention to the Bears. Well, like, than man, uh, with with sports and with politics, we'll bridge them together. Why well, can't tr- you just tried. be like, why, no? Why can't you just be like, I hope I'm wrong. Like they didn't do the like the person I wanted isn't who we have. Let's say, like I thought Pittsburgh was take Malik Willis. As soon as we got Kenny Pickett, I'm like, man, I hope he's awesome. Why can't we do it for politics? I wanted X quarterback or X. <laughs> guy to be the president man i hope i'm wrong and why president is the best president we ever had i was away with trump that'd be nice i didn't want trump to win the first time why is the only time that he did one sorry officially won according to the government he won, won. <laughs> but it was stolen so i didn't want him to win the first time 
he won, I immediately was like, you know what? I hope he's awesome. I hope I'm yeah, wrong. I, I was a little yeah, feared. I, I hope he's this the greatest Same ever. President because it's best for that country. But people aren't like that. People are too prideful. And honestly, my issue is not with Donald Trump. Well, no. it is now because of the hysterics and the weird um, news media stuff that's happened. And, you know, there's uh, one, one, new, uh, one American News, OAN. Like, like, is the Bears traded Justin Fields tomorrow? Oh. Straight up for... If they traded him for Aaron Rodgers, I would no. have to be they, an Aaron Rodgers. They trade, they trade him and get a defensive player, and they sign Josh Rosen off the street. You hope Josh Rosen's amazing, and you just he was a forgotten gym, right? You're not like no, I like just I wanted Justin Fields, and so now I hope the Bears suck. Like it's weird to me how that's kind of how it is in politics. Like you want your country to be awful because you want to be in right. charge. Yeah, you want to be right, like. I just don't like the cult of Trump more than anything. Yeah. There's a few Republican policies I agree with. I don't like the flags and the slogans and these weird. Well, it's weird. I, I I've never their wanted cars to wear. Wrapped. I've never wanted to wear a shirt or display anything for a polit- politician before. <laughs> like yeah, just, it's not a like a sports. It's not team. a fandom. <laughs> it's it's a public servant. I also don't people. I work I work for the state too, and I'd be really freaked out if somebody had a Zachary Jameson like shirt like love it. You know how many kids that guy took? That's it's one a, of the best. That's a great social worker. <laughs> no one gets their notes in time the earth than that guy. He's <laughs> the best. It's weird, man. I actually saw a joke one time where this guy wore an IRS shirt. It was like talking about how much he loved the IRS and it was weird. It's a weird thing. And it, was, and it was a joke. Yeah, yeah. He, he was joking, and the, he was basically like, "It would dumbfound me." Like, well, and the guy he was talking to was like, in the little bit, was like, "What do you mean you don't like the IRS?" I thought everyone has, uh, everyone hates the IRS. And the guy was like, "Who hates the IRS? Point, you hate the IRS?" Point about to me. Like, yeah, it was very much <laughs> like, "Show me." <laughs> like, like he's like, they do all kinds of taxes. They're amazing. <laughs> like, just although you know, the IRS is one that probably needs to be. Dismantled a bit. They just signed. They extended eighty six thousand additional agents for audits. The problem with it is the people that they're auditing are fucking people that are already broke. If you make less than twenty five thousand dollars a year, you are like eight times more likely to be audited by the IRS. Is that true? Yeah, that's wild. I didn't know that. I always thought that because it's. Cheap. It's easy. It's easy hunting to take a couple hundred bucks. They can't fight it. They can't afford to fight it and get a lawyer to. That's wild. I always thought that they that like I didn't. They don't go for rich people. They don't go for rich people because rich people can afford good attorneys and tie it up in litigation and cost the IRS more money than they would have got any violated taxes. And then they just probably don't mess with my level of income just because it's like low, but also at the same time not as easy. I theoretically could sue. Uh. Yours is because, well, you, yours is hard to line because you already work for the state. So a lot of your stuff has accounted so well, oh, it'd be hard for you to defraud. Your, all of your budget. I, I don't make any personal money either. I work for, even when I didn't work for the state, I work for a company and that's all my income. It's one of those things where it's like, easy. They reported you made this much, you reported the exact same amount, we're done. To where a lot of people under 25000 are probably like, yeah, I mowed lawns. I did roofing and like a lot of these like he like he said she said stuff and then they're basically like no you're lying. 
you're not counting tips properly, stuff like that. And uh, there's probably a lot of it like mine where uh, me and Savannah's mom both claimed her. Mm-hmm. So one of us is technically defrauding the government. It's not me. But because she filed taxes first, she got the tax exemption first. So she got the dependent money first. So when I did it, I show up as a fraud. So I had to get a CPA, had to submit everything twice, and then I had to send everything paper with all of the court agreement stuff. So like, it's August, and my taxes are still in limbo. It took until December last time she did it. Because of COVID, I didn't get my uh, 2019 taxes until this year. <laughs> like, That's that crazy. Re- what? Did you get a return to Like, you got money back? Yeah. Man, that'd be real, man. I didn't get to this year. A big, like, it was a decent check. Like, I don't know how much it was, but... I, 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 and honestly, I had forgotten about it by the time I got it, because I had my 2020 and 2021 back already. And then I got 2019. Because 2019 was so janky, and then we, we mailed our... We had to mail in that year. Oh, Because okay. Bethany worked for it. Paper was, took a long time because they weren't in office. Yeah, and so it was like a huge mess. And I didn't get for like two years. Speaking of fucked up shit, the media's favorite running back, Marshawn Lynch, got DUI. I didn't realize that. Until, I thought it was like old stuff. He just got it. Mm-hmm. Damn it, man. I don't... I, it makes me mad when rich people get DUIs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like, it just bothers me. Like, like you're poor. You went you went to, like, Joe's bar down the corner, and you drove home. And he you know, had to be super fucked sure. up. Because he... Then you're Jim Mersey, owner of the Colts, and you're billion, billions of Do you know when he got pulled over? Jim Mersey, he had, like, $25,000 in cash in his car. When he got pulled over for, du- for your DUI. It's like, you could, have, you could pay me 100 bucks. I won't leave the car. I'll just be sitting outside in the bar playing on my phone for when you get out. Right? I mean, if you think about it, he could have found someone if he said, if he looked, he said, I'll give you, I'll give you 500 bucks, which is nothing to him. Right? If he said, I'll give you 500 bucks, sit out here for three or four hours in your car and then drive me home and I'm ready to go. Yeah, he's a billionaire. You just drive around the block in circles. Oh, shit. The Browns announced Deshaun Watson's expected to start Friday's preseason game against the Giants. I knew that. Oh, my goodness gracious. The Browns don't care. <laughs> they straight up structured his contract yeah, they in a way that so if he, he gets suspended all season, year. Hey, man, it's cost you a million bucks. Yeah. 229 still coming your way. Yep. That is horrible. And did you see that the, the independent arbitrator said that what he did was awful? In her report, she goes, what he did was horrible. She said, but there's no... There's precedent. no precedent for this. There's no rule in place, which is wild. It's wild that the NFL doesn't have a rule in place already, just being like, or any other egregious behavior. Just put that sentence in there. Well, the other reason there's no precedence for it is because it had gone twice. Like every school for- dress code will put on there or anything else deemed inappropriate. Why can't you just do that in the NFL? Or well, anything else deemed they, by the independent arbitrator? Because they make $10 billion a year. So like there's so much money in it. That you can tie up anything with a good lawyer. Yeah. And you don't expect there to be a case of 24 women yeah. accusing the person of the same shit. That's what I, say. I I feel like the NFL, you think, because they have good lawyers, obviously. A lot of ex-lawyers are 
Um, Roger Goodell is a lawyer. Yeah. But I so say you think that you could set something up there that basically said, or anything deemed inappropriate by an independent arbitrator. Don't even say Goodell has the right, but, but if the independent ar- arbitrator. That's too vague. That's not descriptive enough. They do that to all set the time precedence. in law. What? What is that vague? And there's like specific, like, there's like, specific like seven criminal, different ways of murder charges. Yeah, in criminal law, it's it's not that vague. And like civil civil courts, it's a lot more vague. Like even what I do in family court, they can basically be like, or anything as deemed by so and so. Like you know, because there's basically like you can't be specific. You can't be like, oh, well, you locked your kid in a cage and then peed on him and then set fire. You can't like. There's no chart, so you have to kind of take it. You know, one by one. And that's the same thing with... The, they're a business. They don't have to stand up in court, criminal court. They, they can do whatever they want. At my, at my job, my dress code says, or anything as deemed appropriate inappropriate by the workplace. If I did what Deshaun did, I could get fired. Even though I didn't get any criminal charges. They could fire me just because they... But you know what? We're not touching that. Because we deemed this not protocol, basically. Because the NFL, that's the part that I always kind of forget about. The NFL is a business. They don't have to deal with criminal court. They can have their own rules. Yeah, it's a, it's a private entity. So that's why they, they they could be vague. And then just be like, it's up, it's not up to us. It's up to an independent arbitrator, basically. Which is part. But so, they're trying to go so politically, like, they're trying to try to go so legal. With it being a judge and everything and not like. Well, that's because, that was because the NFLPA put that in the most recent agreement. Mm-hmm. That it's not fair that the commissioner can just be like. Fuck you, because fuck you. Fuck you, fee. Which is weird, because in every other business, yeah, you can. I guess that the NFL players are union, though. It's unionized, so it is a little different. No, I mean, ask Starbucks, though. They have they have a union, too, and they just fired the union president in one of the <laughs> branches, and then everyone just walked out. Like, oh, this is weird. Uh, who, looking at these quarterbacks playing, who, who, who drafted Matt Coral? Matt Corral, um, the Panthers? I thought it was the Panthers. They got let's see mediocrity over there. <laughs> Donald Mayfield. It sucks to be Matt Corral, though. It sucks to be him? A little bit. Because if because they got he's not an injury away anymore. Like, you know, like if you're Malik Willis, Chandler Hill goes down, you're getting thrusted right in there, buddy. If Mr. Biscuit goes down, I think Pickett's right in there. If you're Desmond Ritter, Marcus Mariota gets hurt or sucks, you're in there, man. The hard part, crowd. That's what he had to Sam Darnold, and now it's like, well, Sam Darnold. If Baker or Sam Darnold, whoever wins the job, if one of them gets hurt, it's probably just the other one. And Sam Darnold's getting paid so much money, they can't even get rid of him. All right. So, like I said, if one of them gets hurt, they're probably just playing the other one. You have to actually beat them out now. You can't just get because all the time people get thrown in because of an injury and then stay there. Yeah, and he didn't light it up like uh, what? What's his name? Russell Wilson, like. The Seahawks didn't have a choice but to play him. He killed Matt Flynn. And that was the same thing with Dak. He just kept lighting it up in the preseason over and over and over, and they kind of had to. Which he also played because Romo was hurt. Yeah, because, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He wh- started week one, but it was because Romo was already hurt, and he beat out the other guys, basically. Yeah, Romo, he, yeah, poor back. He's got a cannon on him, though. Bad catch, man. Yeah, why did he slide? (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> that feels like when he could have turned up field afterwards. Yeah, that looks like when you're eight years old and don't quite it, get balled. It, it made him, it made the throw look worse than it was. I mean, it hit it was, him right here. It was maybe a little underthrown to where he might have had to slow down or stop, but he didn't have to fall over. <laughs> but you know what? I'd always rather you catch the ball than not catch the ball trying to do something else. Yeah, at least they got wide receivers. My fucking Bears. Three oh. of their... I saw a thing with them. Um, five wide receivers are out. I saw a thing with Rokon Smith with the trade possible trade destinations, and it was like four teams. I remember one of the teams was the Patriots, like in the top five destinations. And it, somebody commented and said, imagine Rokon Smith on a team that uh, cares about their players. And I was like, why are the Patriots on that list? They do not care about the He wanted to trade Tom. Belichick wanted Tom to go. Zero loyalty. <laughs> like the five-time Super Bowl, four-time Super Bowl champion, wanted him out of there. Cut their defensive MVPs <laughs> just to sign him when they didn't work out. Like uh, Van Oy. Yeah, he got rid of him twice. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore, subject of talks of getting cut for uh, years. Like, like Pittsburgh cares about their players. Shazier broke his body, and they paid him. They paid him the rest of his contract that wasn't guaranteed. They paid him all of it, which is cool. And maybe what you should do, but I bet a lot of teams don't do that. No. Business. <laughs> billionaires didn't get to be billionaires by giving away millions. That's why one of the Roonies was a, he was a. Uh, Popper. A, um, oh my gosh, ambassador to Ireland. Because he's so good. Such a good human being. Mm-hmm. He died, though. And Barack was at his funeral, and Barack Obama said he's the nicest person that I've ever met in my entire life. Which, now that there's a lot of nice people in politics, but, like, you meet, like, the Pope, <laughs> like the Dalai Lama, and you're like, Art Rooney, nicest man I've ever met. So, as a Steelers fan, I'm like, everyone always talks about, like, it's weird that you root for the jerseys, like, coaches change, players change. I'm like, just as long as the Roonies stay. The Roonies are awesome. How weird is it that there's only 32 NFL owners in the, in the NFL. Two of them are in the same family. The Rooney's and the Maras. That's They're married. They're married family yeah. now. And one of them is an actress, Kate Mara. She married a, a Rooney, right? And that's how they got intertwined. No, Kate Mara. I don't know. Her parents married Rooney? I don't know. Something like that. I think that. it's actually the uncle. Yeah. Somehow they got intertwined. Because I, I just... The good thing is there's like three or four Roonies that are involved right now. I just want the same morals to consist. Uh, in other news, what is it? Um, since we're already at like an hour, two minute, hour and two minutes. What else I have? Oh, what are you watching? Anything? I'm watching. Watching, watching anything good? No. No? <laughs> I can't uh, think of anything. I just watched Blackbird on um, Apple TV. Oh, I haven't seen yeah, that one yet. That was real good. That was real good. Is that the horror movie? Or that's Black Phone, right? Well, I haven't watched that. Yeah, the Black Phone's the horror. That's the horror movie that's coming out. It's supposed to be good. I watched The Gray Man on Netflix. That's just a boom movie. Like it's, it's explosions. It's James Bond with another James Bond. Uh, I watched The Terminal List. Oh, I watched I watched Purple Hearts on Netflix. I did not watch that. Romance movie. <laughs> Big rom com guy. It was not a com. Uh, just rom. Just rom. Just rom rom. Softcore. Rom rom rom. It's fine. Um, what else? I started watching Stranger Things. Not my thing. 
season one, pretty good, pretty good. Season two, kind of a letdown. Finished that uh, about two in the morning, uh, trying to finish charting. I've been working a lot. Season two, it was real slow. I didn't like that 11 wasn't around much. Uh, But I hear season four is the best, then three, then one, then two. So I'm thinking it's going to be uptaken. I'm I'm excited for that. I I watched um, Everywhere. Oh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? Yes. Very good. Have you seen it yet? No, I hear great things. It's very good. It's one of those things like I had no idea what I was what it was going into it really. Didn't know what it was about halfway through it hardly. That weird time traveler, space traveler thing. So good. So it's one that you have to pay attention to a lot, I'm guessing. You need to pay attention to it some. It's also comedy. It's good. Yeah, I'll watch it. I have to just watch it with Don Cole. If there's if it has a story, she doesn't watch it. So like Game of Thrones, never got into it. Succession on HBO, I think is a phenomenal Grey's show. Grey's Anatomy has a story. But she, it's been on for 18 years. So like she watched <laughs> it when she was younger. She would never pick it up now. That's fair though. Because for me, I mostly watch Mind-numbing uh, shit. sitcoms and trashy reality TV, cartoon, like funny cartoons. Be- because TV is my escape. Like I'm not a true crime guy. I get enough true crime at work. <laughs> I don't want to come home and look at more of it. Like, I will say, though, if true crime's on, like, if I'm at, like, a grandparent's house, they always have true crime on, it feels like you can't look away when it's on. You're very much like, oh, my God, she killed her husband. Like, you're like that every time, obviously. But, like, it's not something I pick because it's just TV's my escape from from that. So, like, I I don't want to watch true crime. I don't want to watch... I don't want to watch stuff like that. Like, every once in a while, like, if there's a really good documentary, I'll watch it or whatever. I did watch that um, that documentary on the kid that, uh, like, the Child Protective Services completely screwed over, and he was just Gabriel or whatever, and he was just, like, brutally abused for years and ended up being killed. I did watch that because of my job. Normally, I wouldn't, but I was like, I literally do that. Let's see what these people did wrong. And it was very infuriating and upsetting to watch, but... I guess I watched it just kind of like, I don't know. If there was like a, a documentary about like nursing that felt applicable, you'd probably be more likely to watch it even if it's not normally your thing just because. Well, I've watched ER, the series, several times. Grey's Anatomy, yeah, several scrubs, times. You know. Resident, yeah. Scrubs. So like, yeah, I am kind of drawn towards it because it's my... Yeah, normally I wouldn't. Like if it was fiction, I wouldn't watch fiction about my job. No, thank you. <laughs> like... But it was just a trending thing that was popular at the time. So it's like, I'll watch it for work. It was like four hours of my time. All right. Well, we're going to prep. We're going to do the, mm. the seltzer taste test. So I have to pour everything into cups. I'll bring the cans out so you can see what we're trying. But they're going to be blind because we're, we're going to pour them in the cups, mix up cups. They'll be quasi blind. Yeah, because they're different flavors. There'll be some pineapples. Pineapples, pineapples, some mangoes, black cherry, lemon lime. And that one Fort Myers one that's Oh wait, that's pineapple. That's so that's pineapple. gonna that's gonna blend in with uh like uh, we got happy dads. It'll be blind enough that we can at least taste. Can we at least tell two quality. Like if you're like this yeah. flavor's not my thing. But like 
It's good. Yeah, I like the way it feels or whatever. Like the only flavor that I'd have a hard time to do that with would be like watermelon. Artificial watermelon makes you want to punch stuff. Like oh, I, I don't enjoy it. I think the older I get, the more I think it's a refreshing ass flavor. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we're gonna prep that up. Let me mark the time here. One oh eight. So that way, if I want to just split it up into two episodes, we can. So, be right back.
Oh, you guys were listening to quiet. I forgot to turn the damn phone on. Oh, well. You survived. <laughs> we're back. We're going. My family steals all my dry erase markers. We are taste testing. Sorry it took so long. Obviously, I did not intend it to be 18-minute setup, but it was. So, can you guys see? You can see it for the most part. Eight drinks. White Claw, Mango, Bud Light, Black Cherry, Truly Citrus Punch, uh, my um, wild card, Tommy Bahama Island Orange, which I just found randomly at the gas station. And Zach bringing to the table a local brew, Spiked Hard Cider, which is, uh, what is that, pineapple? Not hard cider, hard seltzer. Hard seltzer, lo siento, which is good because I don't like hard cider. Hard and cider. Um, and then a peach bellini. Is it, was it, who is it? Three spiked? Three birds. Three birds. Three little birds. had a, uh, a four-pack four on sale. Uh, it was a 12-pack for $6.00. It was a holiday punch, which would have been fine. Hot cocoa. No, thank you. An eggnog flavor. And then a maple pancake. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do that. That sounds tough to get down. <laughs> like, ugh. Sounds like uh, a challenge. Right, let's see if we can get it so you can at least see. Uh, the ones we're picking. Uh, they are swirled, so I don't know what they are. I will say two of them. One has a color to it. One looks like a diet ginger ale, and then the rest are fucking clear. Yeah. It's like six sprites. Shot of orange juice in this one. And then, yeah. And we poured this one with another one and got that. Yeah. It's a, I was surprised at how clear all of them were as a general rule. Yeah. And since they're all so clear, it's really good. This one's really it's worrisome, yeah. Like, how can how can it be, you know, seventy seventy five color at that color? There's no color added. It's weird. <coughs> so I guess we do it the same way. This, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You can go first. You can visitor, visitor. Uh, so as we're going, we're not picking which one's which. We're just going to pick one we think is the best. We're going based on quality because there are different flavors. Good. Yeah. It's easy to drink. It's good. I like that. I like that one a lot. I mean, obviously, I'm pretty confident that's a high noon, but I think so. It did. Uh, it's got a different brightness to it. Yeah, I'm not gonna let that one go to waste. Tentatively, tentatively, right now, my f- number one is number one. Not a lot of flavor in this one. I don't, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> which is concerning. Like, I don't even know what flavor it is. Mango, maybe? I have no idea what that is. 
Well, that first one had so much flavor, it made this one plain made. Had some sort of citrus and smell. So was all of them. Mm-hmm. My thought is that is Happy Dad because it's got electrolytes in it, so I think that one has a more muted flavor. Uh, I didn't think this one had a strong flavor. That one had no flavor. It's like a Zima. It needs a lifesaver or a Jolly Ranger in it. That's great. These are all just getting more and more diluted, huh? No, not even diluted. It tastes like Sprite, which means oh. it's probably the Happy Dad, because it's probably the mind, right? Or it's the Shirley Citrus Punch, but it's, it just tastes like a Sprite. It smells like a Sprite. Yeah, just, it, I'm just like, for my notes, when I'm writing down, I wrote down Sprite. <laughs> just so I'm, try, I'm trying to remember how to rank them. So I'm tentatively right now. I think that one's, well, it's, two, it's last for now. We've only had three. I didn't hate it, though. Also Sprite adjacent. Sprite adjacent. Hmm. It's a 7-Up. What the heck? I'm surprised at how identical that one tastes to the last one we just ate. This one smells a lot more lemon-limey. Isn't that weird though? They taste pretty similar, those two. It must have been an intriguing flavor. I like it. It's different. It's like creamier than the other. I it's the one that tastes the least like alcohol thus far. Mm. This is five. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've had the mango one yet. Or the black. We definitely haven't had black cherry. That one's pretty refreshing. Yeah, that one's that was good. It tastes like a good summer drink. I would put that one, I'd like that one on ice in like a Turbis or a, a Yeti cup. By far the best smell in that one. Oh. <laughs> it smells amazing. I don't know which one it is. It's a candy. But it smells. It, like, that's an aggressive smell. I would like that smell in a I room. I smell this one now. After <laughs> the last one. Mm. 
You can't smell that? Not in comparison to the last one. I don't love that one. It actually, this one has kind of um, almost like an industrial smell. I don't get a fruit smell off this. I'm keeping that low. It's scent. It's part of taste. I don't, I don't. Yeah. The smell of it is affecting the flavor for me a lot in that number eight. Eight's eight. Eight is eight for me. I think one is still, t- still rocking one. I should reset my palate with a chip or something or drink some paint thinner. Well, one second. Let me grab something to rinse the palate. And then uh, one here, I didn't add to it because uh, it was the only one that was uh, tequila-based. So I think I thought it would give it away. Have you had those, Plymar, Black Cherry? Good talk, talk to myself. Go fuck yourself. Okay. So, so you've had yours, and you've had your, your flavors. Bottom five. I have seven, seven, one, and five are... See, the, the mango one of that is delicious, and I think they discontinued it. The local gas station orders, like, kegs when you do parties. He said he'd get me mango if it was back, but it's been out of stock. I would have probably had five a little higher, but I still think I can drink more than one of them. As thick as it was. Oh. So eight is definitely last. Three birds. Three birds. The peach bellini. Three birds. So two is definitely the next last because we both have it seven. Ah, spiked. That's unfortunate. And it's not bad. It's just not anything. I didn't like the smell. It also has no carbs. So I don't know if that's. Ah, uh, yeah. If you're if you're trying to stay in 
Yeah, if you're if you're looking at a uh, no diet no sugar. it's it's not gross by any means. It's just it's kind of nothing. So it's six and four tied. It just makes sense. 6v6. Claw. Wow. And then four. Happy Dad. Oh, wait. Yeah. And then... Fourth place. Gotta be... You had him in fourth, I had him in third. Yeah. My seven's so high that it's going to be not here. So, four, which one is it? Three? Yeah. This is the one that's just like Sprite. Hi, Bahama. What? Isn't that orange? Mm hmm. But it smells just like Sprite. It tastes just like Sprite. So, this is uh, a. Good one. This is a vodka with natural flavor added. 100 calories, 4 grams of sugar. Wait, I thought it was lemon lime, but it was orange. 4 grams of carbs. Don't, can't complain. I didn't see that coming at all for that one, just because it tasted so much like Sprite. I like the, I like the, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I thought it was going to be this one. Oh, I knew that. I, I only knew it because I've had the time, huh? but like. I've never seen it in a cup, so I wasn't going to judge based on that, but the smell. I knew it didn't smell that strong. All right, so three, three, five, right? Yeah. Average two and a half, so. It is basically a tie. And it is the Truly, the Truly Citrus Punch, which is so dark colored. I did like that one a lot, though, I will say. Like I said, I just thought I couldn't have a bunch of them because it was so creamy. And then tied... What did you say, five? Two and a half. Seven. Okay, so this is my number one, your number two. The Bud Light Seltzer. Black this is Black Cherry? Bud Light coming in strong, man. I'm a Bud guy. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Bud guy, yeah. And High Noon. High Noon. High Noon wins. This damn shaky table. Why do I try to get fancy? Why do I get sponsored by Bud and move on with my life? <laughs> I don't even know why I try to get fancy. So, so Bud Light wins for me last week, and I was shocked. Bud Light Seltzer wins this week for me. I guess I'm just a Bud guy. I didn't know that about myself. I will say, though, I didn't dislike any of them. Yeah, unlike beer, where it's just like, oh. And I would like a, I would like a mix. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, I wouldn't want to do the same flavor, the same one every single time. That is the huge benefit. Like, there's so many variety packs out there. I'm still stunned by the fact that I had Bud Light Seltzer number one. I'm surprised. I will say, I'm also surprised at how little I knew the flavors. You know, you see it on the can. Like, oh, yeah, I get that. Tastes right. 
Like, I thought this mango was black cherry. I thought I thought that the orange was lemon lime. But, uh, you know, so Spike didn't score well. But as far as choices go, you're supporting local business. It's zero carbs, zero sugar. And the knock on it was that it had less flavor than the rest of them. But that's the carbs. That's the carbs. And if you weren't, and it'd be very interesting to see if you just drink one. I'll, I'll have to get back to you next week. If you just drink one, having not tried the others, like because I, I drew the tried the high noon, went straight to that one right after. So like, that's, yeah, that's if I was just drinking that, and drinking that only, I might not notice the differences starkly. Uh, congrats to the Tommy Bahama. Like that's a pretty dark horse, you know. It is interesting finishing the, the you know the upper half. It is interesting. The top three though are three heavy hitters as far as like national favorites. High noon's a cult following because a lot of people don't. It, it's well probably because it's so much more expensive. Yeah, it's the vodka one. So if, yeah, if you're so it's Tommy Bahama. <laughs> is it? If you're on a budget. You're probably not picking most of these, except the Bud Seltzer. I think that's yeah. Like just choose to drink Bud Seltzer. Just drink Bud everything. I think just don't <laughs> don't even look at other beers. You know, what I will say, I had a Bud Lime for the first time at Disney World because mm-hmm. I was just kind of feeling limey. I did. They, the older um, I get, the more lime appeals. Yeah, to me. Bethany got a Corona, and I was like, I don't know if I want to go through that. Where here I get the Bud Lime. I liked it better than Corona. I'm just Bud Light, man. Bud Lime, Bud Light. Budweiser. Budweiser was always my favorite full beer of the the classics. Does that make you really question like your whole identity? <laughs> I just I didn't think that I was someone who I do I just find it very interesting that blindly I've picked Bud twice and neither I'm not a Bud guy. It's not like I I wanted to be clear. I'm, I'm not coming in here like I'm I know what Bud tastes like. I like Bud. I didn't feel any type of way about Bud one way or the other. I Really kind of only drinking at college parties. Yeah, I actually kind of, I had a negative opinion overall of Bud Light. Just like, God, it's a trash beer. I assumed it was bad. But like I said. The way it outscored it keeps, Michelob. It keeps winning <laughs> for me. I don't know what's going on. And last week, we both were like, Bud Light was the best. Like, it was the best. And it was like, easily the best. I knew I liked their seltzers because they were on the game fairly quickly. Is that, it's not too surprising, is it? I mean, they have if the they, money if, to if do you, it correctly. Yeah, if you're a hundred billion dollar company or something, like, yeah, they have the money to do it. White Claws, the OG, of the game. It reset the market, which is funny. Like, seltzers are such a huge market, but like, this shit was out in the '90s. Zima, mm-hmm. malt beverage, uh, the Bacardi Silvers. I don't like malt. I'm excited about. I do like that they add the soda Mountain water. Dew coming back to the. Seltzer. The article you sent me about Mountain Dew hard soda going to do a seltzer instead. What's the one that we had? The shitty one. The small beverage. Oh, well, okay. I, I'm very interested to try it. I used to like malt, so like, there was no chance I was going to like that, really. It really gives me a gut rot thing. Like, it it hits me in the belly hard. It just tastes, I don't know, not good. Cheap. kind of hurts. In the malt... That's my. It's all my mom drinks. Like she I'm, drinks Mike's hard. Um, I'm a little upset. <laughs> that I had fun with. Only because I knew I knew one was high noon, and I was like, I don't know though. I really like seven. <laughs> yeah, you're a Bud Light guy. Ugh. It is. It is what it is. 
truly was the th- number five. Maybe I'm not. You always accuse me of being cheap. Maybe I'm not cheap. Maybe I'm just a man of little taste. <laughs> we'll do like an Oreo one or something, and I'm gonna pick like the cheapest off-brand garbage. I'm like the oh, these are the best. Now, truly did score high with us. Yep. But the thing is. It was good. If you're only drinking one, it's delicious. I am concerned. That's why I put a third. That it wouldn't be good if you had a handful of them. The good thing is it did come in a uh, 12-pack of four different flavors. So you might be okay if you're rotating. Well, damn. Only three grams of carbs. Okay, I thought it... With as much flavor as... It's very creamy, too. Like, it tastes thicker than the rest of them. Yeah. This one goes on ice. The other ones are straight to me. It's really good, though. It is packed with flavor. I worry that it would make me, get me gut rot because of the flavor. There's got to be some sort of acidity. I, I could drink a 12 pack of these. Spiked? Yeah. Well, yeah, especially you know there's no carbs in it. If you're keto. Well, there, was, there wasn't like a lot of flavor. But like if you're drinking outside on a boat. Or like in the pool or something, and you're just drinking them. To, if you're just drinking to get drunk, like you're just drinking to drink, and you're not really just drinking to savor a flavor, you're not gonna get enough of that stomach from that one, though. You know, like sometimes you're drinking seltzers and they get too sweet after a while. That's not getting too sweet ever. No carbs, also, yeah. The mango one. I'm just saying, like with that one having little flavor, like you're not your stomach's not gonna ache from drinking that. You can just drink that all night. It's true. Yeah. Like if you're just drinking, like it's very neutral. Like if you're drinking to party, I think I would like that one a lot because I think it would be refreshing in the sun because it was more watery. Yeah, uh, I'm ag- I'm agree with you on that. There's no offensive flavor in it. Yeah, it just kind of depends on what you're looking for. Because like I think that five was like one of the best flavors, but like, the truly, but like I, said, I think that I could, I don't know if I could drink like one after the other after the other. Where that one, I could probably drink more of those than any of the other ones. That's kind of why I like Happy Dad. There's, it's not a, an offensive one. Mm-hmm. And it was also one of the more muted ones. That makes it interesting. To our last time we did light beers, they were all the exact same thing, just different flavors, kind of like, but the same attempted flavor. That's why. Sorry, so these are harder because they're serving different purposes. Our generations are so different. Like um, this one is maybe the most refreshing one, and that one was also really refreshing. Both lighter flavors. As as I get older, ever my me and my cousin are such polar opposites. My cousin Robbie, uh, we had a discussion about beers. He drove. He's a big rig driver. He came down, uh, and he ordered. Or no, we when we went up there, we went up to Wisconsin. We had a uh, little Mac Town Bar, and he's getting Coors Light, and I'm like, oh, what do you guys got? And I'm trying drinks, and um, I think we had a mixed drink, and uh, I was like. Uh, you drink Coors Light. Okay. Well, what do you think about this? I don't know. I drink Coors Light. You try anything else? <laughs> no, I like Coors Light. Like, oh, because you drink Coors Light. He's like, I drink Coors Light. That's my, my dad's going to do it. He's been a big Coors guy for years. Like, literally six or seven years, he only he only buys Coors when he buys but he's not buying something for fun. Like he's not buying whiskeys or he's not buying like seltzers or whatever. He's not buying like fun cocktail drinks. If he's buying a light beer burst course every single time, he's gonna do the blind taste test. It's gonna be very interesting to see if he gets scores. We should do him. 
We should do him and my cousin Robbie when he comes down next time. He's like, hey. Because Dad said he wants he wants me to set it up for him. He's back. He, he said I will. He says I'm curious. He's gonna be curious to see if I even know which one Coors is. Cause he isn't done doing the others, so he might not even know. But might turn out he's like, I'm not a Coors guy. Yeah. I'm, I don't care about the Rockies. Can't wait till he's Bud too. I'm like Bud for life, man. Post is on to something. I can't. I just. I like uh, I kept my favorite beer out of it my favorite standard beer this Michelob Ultra Gold Uh, when I'm at a bar I will order a beer on tap because a tap beer is nothing like a canned beer Mm -mm. it's like a fountain soda is better than a regular soda so Quick ranking, though, for you. For me, it's fountain, can, glass bottle, plastic bottle, two liter. And that's pretty, that's pretty easy listing for me. There's, like, no hesitation. Well, what pops are you drinking out of the glass bottle? I've had pop on a bottle. I've had root beer in a glass bottle. I've had Coke, regular Coke uh, in a glass so bottle. Fountain, glass bottle. See, I, I, I got into where I prefer a can than a glass bottle for soda. can because it gets so much colder than a regular bottle. That might be why I like it more than the glass bottle even. But you get the truest taste with a glass bottle. That might be true, but so that's what I'm after. Can and then plastic bottle and then two liter. But two liters last. The reason I enjoy a two liter is because there's more. <laughs> I, I put uh, like three ice cubes in my Yeti and I load it with my Pepsi Zero and it stays ice cold and I'm driving because I'm driving around. And my car's hot all day. By the time the car gets cold again from the AC, I got to go into the patient's house. I get back out. It's fucking hot again. Black leather seats. Bam. Nice cold sip. Nothing else is going to last. Yeah. Than what I pour into my two liter. I will say, so I liked, I was a Coke Zero guy, you know, and then they changed their recipe. And I said, we're, we're doing it different. Now, I like How long Co- has Coke Zero been around? A while. How did they change it compared to like Diet Coke? I don't know. I'm sure it's the same as Pepsi and Pepsi Max. I'm sure it's just a different sweetener. But um, I went from, I liked Coke Zero and I preferred Pepsi Zero and like, I like Dr. Pepper Zero a lot. And then Coke Zero was changing their flavor. I like Dr. Pepper 10. And I was like, I don't know. Like, they're changing their flavor. I don't know how I feel about this. New Coke Zero? Incredible. It's life. It's bay. It's the only thing that matters on this planet. <laughs> it's so what mu- color is the label? So much better. The, the, the original was a black yep, Coke can. That. Now it's, it's, you have some here. Probably mine. Oh. <laughs> the red one with the black, the black lettering. That's not bad. It's it's so good. It it's so much better than the other than they read it. They read it like I said. I was like, I don't know. And I just I was like, yep, good call, good call, Coke. <laughs> I'm a Pepsi Zero guy. I have Zero also. Pepsi Max. I still caught Pepsi Max. Sticker kit. It's free. All right. Well, next week we'll have a different thing. Maybe food based. 
I don't know. Try unless to we, try unless, to celebrate your birthday. Unless we don't think it through. Do water again. Do water. We gotta do water at some point. Yeah, I got plenty. Essentia. Well, liquid you, you, death. you can do Dasani, Aquafina. I hope I don't fuck that one up. Because like as a general rule, like, when I see it and I drink it, I can't stand Dasani. Yeah, Dasani's pretty hated. Which is wild because Coke makes it. You wouldn't think it'd be so bad. <laughs> Well, you know, Nestle makes Zephyr Hills water too, and Nestle's one of the most evil planet, one of the most evil companies on the planet. And I love Zephyr Hills water. Uh, I had water delivery from Zephyr Hills for since before me and Nicole were together. So I had it for six and a half years, and then they upped the price three consecutive months. So I put it on pause, and I was like, I've had this. The, the mount, or you, you know, the, the dispenser, mm-hmm. the water dispenser. I was like, it's got to be paid off by now because it's like 10 bucks a month for it. And it turns out, no, it's a rental. It's always a rental. Never. So I, I can't, I canceled it. I like, and I went to, no, 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 I didn't cancel. I went to reactivate it because Nicole's like, we need more water. And I don't want to get bottles of water every time. Save the environment. Went to reactivate my account, and it turned out Zephyr Hills no longer delivered to my address. The furthest they get is to the Publix on the corner. Like, sorry, we can't we can't drop it off. We can't arrange delivery, but we don't go past that Publix. Okay, then cancel my account. Well, we're gonna need a cancellation fee, <laughs> and we have to pick up your dispenser. Like, okay, I should have owned the dispenser by now. I've had it for almost seven years. <laughs> Then they didn't show up and get the dispenser. And then they charged me $150 for the dispenser, which is like a new price for it. So I called and complained. I was like, I'm not paying you this. Well, we're going to have to send you collections. Come and get it. The guy didn't show up. It's, it was sitting in the front door. Like, okay, okay, we'll, re, we'll reschedule it. But it's still going to be $50 for a cancellation. Sons of bitches. And they showed up and they took it. And then I looked into it, and the Nestle is one of those evil corporations on the planet. So I'm out on Zephyr Hills, but it's like my favorite water. I love spring water. If I can get it, even though it wouldn't be blind, it would be fun to do a fast food burger at some point. We could be doing this every week. It is hard because we do this show at nights. Yeah, everything closes in Inglewood at nine. That's 10. true. You don't want something too cold. You know, like, this be, is a McDonald's burger from six hours ago. <laughs> Thoughts. And they all will be. <laughs> and then, like, my, one of my favorite fast food places is uh, Arby's, and they don't make a burger. They do now. It's, it's, it's out. The Wagyu burger, it's gone. I was like, the reviews were not glowing. Weren't they? The reviews were gummy and chewy. Well, they don't have, yeah, there's... That's not a, good compliments. <laughs> it's not what you want to hear. It's not how I like my steak burgers. <laughs> yeah. And you've had Culver's? Culver's is great. Okay. So I don't want to blow your mind here, but Culver's probably going to win that one. Culver's but, is great. Unless you're like, again, what's, we're the, gonna what's, the, price, what's the price line cut off? Because <laughs> like, like five guys, everyone's like, oh, it's the best fast food burger. I'm like, it's also like $12. So like, yeah, I've had, I don't know. It's, it's, it's five plenty, guys gives me diarrhea. It's plenty of money, but it's, it's good. But like, all right, well. I do love a five guys burger, but like, if it's, if I, <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been real. Next week, we'll have something else. Who knows what it'll be. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't say it's been real fun. Yes. 
I just opened up my new water bottle, computer components, Linus Tech Tips. Nice. It's pretty cool. All righty. I just wonder what it wasn't black. All of my, all of my water bottles are black. I wonder what not black. All right. So yeah, next week well, we'll do uh something. Something. To your birthday next week. Uh, you gonna be nineteen? Twenty? Nineteen. Sorry for violating you. I'll be 28. Four touchdowns. Really, four touchdowns and two field goals here. Golly. Old. All right, y'all sons of bitches. Uh, Another great time. I think this was a pretty good one. Mm Mm-hmm. I was ready for the relaxation of getting to do this instead of charting. I've been charting until after 2 o'clock, or after 1 o'clock at least, every day this week. So this was nice. So, next week, we'll be able to discuss our favorite teams' um, first preseason game. And hopefully the Bears will have more injuries and we don't suck. Yeah. We'll get there. Hope y'all take it easy. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you and good night. And that's all. Thanks for listening to the On Call Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at On Call Pod. Interested in being a sponsor or want to be on the show? Drop us an email at oncallpod at gmail.com. For more info, go to oncallpod.com.